I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, Round 11, Cracking Round. Uh, plenty of Simmins and whatnot. Once again, we're still going through this teething period uh, between the fans and the NRL. Uh, it's been a tough watch at times, I must say. Even for me, I love the game more than anyone else, uh, or as much as a lot of you guys out there, but it has been a tough watch for me. Um, there are times where you kind of lose interest in this competition at the moment, unfortunately, but we're pushing on. Um, I think they are teething problems that we will get over, and I think... In the long run, it will be better for our game. But as I said, a situation like Victor Radley the other day, I thought that was very disappointing. You sort of you take out that real confrontation one-on-one, and when you've got a smaller man getting sent off the field for whacking the bigger man that's run over the top of his halfback and been a bit of a bully all night, it's sort of, I don't know, it just makes it hard to be rugby league for me. But still a good week of footy. Uh, we kicked off on Thursday night with the North Queensland Cowboys, 36 over the Newcastle Knights, 20. The Cowboys, as they tend to do, they started really fast, 16-0 uh, early. Uh, Murray Tuolagi, he really has announced himself recently. He has been unreal. He scored three tries the other night in the first 50-odd minutes, I think. Uh, from memory, there was a couple of Simbins there that got the Knights back into it. Um, I think it was 20-16 to 16 Cowboys way. So Sorry, 20-16 to 16 Newcastle's way uh, with about 35 minutes to go. Uh, those Simbins got them back in the game. As I've been saying for a while, this Newcastle Knights outfit, they're in serious trouble. This system is in proper trouble. Uh, they are not looking great at the moment. They really need Pierce and they really need Caelan Pongo back ASAP because without these two... It is just awful. It is tough to watch. The Cowboys, uh, an impressive performance, scoring 36 points, uh, conceded a lot of points when they had less guys on the field. Obviously had two Simbins in the first half. Um, Still a team that I don't overly trust. I think they're going to worry a lot of sides. I 
I'm, I'm still not convinced I see them playing top eight footy. I think they're right on the edge there, as they were at the start of the preseason. You know, I think they were the hardest team to place because you know the sort of potential they have. We see it week in, week out, but then we see the other side of it where they can leak points like a sieve whenever they want. Come up against the Newcastle Knights, a bit of a different story, but against these top teams, uh, I just don't trust the North Queensland Cowboys. Supercoach-wise, a couple of really impressive performances. Two of as I said, 145, very impressive. Val Holmes, 138, a great pot option for people that had him out there in their classic sides. They're flying. Drinkwater, 80. Taumalolo obviously got sin-binned. Uh, so you can probably say that's probably minus 15 or 20 points for Taumalolo, realistically. Uh, 42 points there. Uh, Bowen, a lot of guys were going Jarvid Bowen as a uh, cheapy this week. Came up with 28. Sort of what I'm going to expect from Jarvid Bowen moving forward. If he's not scoring tries, he's in a spot of trouble there. For the uh, Newcastle Knights, Supercoach star was, of course, Lachlan Fitzgibbon out on the left edge. Unbelievable how this has played out. I, this is not how I thought this Fitzgibbon situation with Barnett and Watson would have played out in a million years. He's the one playing big minutes. He's the one putting points on the board, and he's stifling all these other guys. It's unbelievable. Tyson Brazil, a lot of people have brought in the frizz over the last few weeks, 51 points. Then you've got our little trio, our Newcastle trio that everyone's watching, Braley, Barnett, Watson, all scored 44 points. So if you're one of those people like me that has Watson instead of having Braley, uh, you broke even this week. If you're still holding Barnett, if you're holding on to him for that round 13, a score of 44, not bad. Um, we're hearing that Matty Lodge could arrive there in the next few days if that rumour is true. If he does, uh, that's just another, uh, another dagger to the Mitch Barnett owners. But we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, Braley, probably a disappointing 44. is a guy I haven't had all season, but he's been sensational. was reasonably quiet the other night. Friday night footy. Saw the New Zealand Warriors taking on the West Tigers. Uh, we saw a late change. Well, kind of late change. We all knew about it a few days in advance. But Reese Walsh, she started at fullback, and it was an absolute masterstroke. He absolutely killed it. Roger Tuivasa-Shek, I think I spoke about this the other day. He jumped in and sort of played center wing sort of role. He put an unbelievable move on Joey Leilua. It was just freakish. Just vintage Roger. Threw a great pass around his body to hit Jack Murchie. Uh, but it really was the Reese Walsh show. And some of the stuff he did the other night was unbelievable. Some of the passes he threw, he just summed everything up so quickly and just always comes up with the right play at the right moment. There was a try that he scored where he got the ball, he sort of juggled it, and he's one of those guys that it just looks like everyone on the field freezes when he has the ball. It's like he was going at top pace and everyone was at half pace. He's just one of those freakish footballers. Another one that the Broncos, they're going to regret for so long letting this kid go. I said at the start of the preseason, I wouldn't be shocked if he starts at fullback over Osako. Osako's been great this year, but Reese Walsh, wow, what a talent to let walk out of your building. Just crazy to think about. Uh, Tohu Harris, he was unbelievable once again. Absolute workhorse. Um, I think I was talking to Natty about it the other day, and he is just Simon Mannering reincarnated. He might even work harder than Simon Mannering, you know. Uh, just a brilliant footballer, such a great leader. He's sensational. Uh, the West Tigers, uh, disappointing. Obviously coming off a win. This is what we sort of expect from the Tigers, yeah? Inconsistency. This is the dysfunction they're built on. Uh, they had a really good start. Garner scored a try off a kick early. Uh, got them on the board. He scored another one, a brilliant line that he ran. Garner's a guy I've always been a little bit iffy on, but I, th- I thought he looked great the other night when we kicked off. That line that he ran to score his second try, that was unreal. It's, you know, that's hard to stop nine times out of ten. But they just, I don't know, they just they just fall off. I, I, I don't know what it is with the West Tigers. I can't work it out. I've been talking about this for two years or so. I cannot work them out. They're another team. I wouldn't trust them as far as I can throw them. I had a mate that said to me the other day, we are talking about the Tigers, and 
the value in them. And he essentially said, no, they won last week. I'm not betting on them this week. And I thought the exact same thing. I went, yeah, that's that's the sort of football team they are at the moment. Uh, very disappointing for West Tigers fans, as I've said. You guys definitely deserve better. Only one, I only lost this one by four points. Uh, but I feel like I never felt like the Warriors were going to lose this game. I just always felt like Reese Walsh just had another play up his sleeve to, to, to deliver. Uh, I want, another guy I want to mention. Obviously, everyone's talking about how do we fit all these guys into this Warrior 17. I did it last week as well. And for me, the thing that I would probably do is probably move Nick Kareem to nine and drop Egan out of this side. And there's been plenty of whispers around it for the last week or two. And I'm sure Egan heard it. One try and 55 tackles the other night. Wade Egan, he was sensational. A really strong game from him. Super coach-wise, the relevant fellas. Uh, Rolsch, 129. I vice-captained him in my draft comp. Uh, obviously took that. Was a fantastic score. RTS playing out of position, 94. Tohu Harris, 71. Cody Nicarima, a big 69 as well. Uh, for the West Tigers, Garner, two try effort for 100. Luciano Leilua, 77. I didn't expect him to go this high. I think he finished on about 58 or so. Jumped up to 77, which was massive. I didn't expect that big upgrade. Uh, David Nofaluma, 66. Dane Laurie, 65. Adam Dway, he's been moved to centre. Came up with a 45. And then the two fellas down the bottom that are sitting on a number of benches. I know they're sitting on mine. The first one is Jake Simkin uh, with an 8 and Sean Bloor also with an 8. So really big potential AE nightmare there. That's the one that I'm living at the moment. One of my many, many issues in my side at the moment. Uh, the late, guy, late game Friday night. Cronulla Sharks versus the St. George Illawarra Dragons. This one went to Golden Point. This might have been the worst game of football I've ever watched that went to Golden Point. This was just an absolute tyre fire. I cannot believe a game that went to Golden Point was so boring. This is one of those games you went to Golden Point and I just went, good God, can someone end this? It was just, it was hard to watch. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Dragons weren't great. They're, they're missing a number of key guys. They've got a number of key guys in though, but Matt Dufty, a couple of other guys that are missing. Dare I say, the Cronulla Sharks, considering the team they had on the field, they were potentially worse. It was, it was honestly just a matter of who was... Slightly less worse in this game. Uh, Cronulla came home with the win. Uh, Chad Townsend kicked the field goal. Great seams, him throwing the hands up. I thought for the rest of the game, he was very average, Chad Townsend. Um, I'm sure he'd be very disappointed with that game. He would have enjoyed that moment at the end, but that was just a clusterfuck of football for the Cronulla Sharks. That was awful. Um, I thought Connor Tracy and Will Kennedy, unreal as always. Honestly, we're all talking about who's going to be the halfback, the 5'8", next year for Cronulla. Can someone look at Connor Tracy? Honestly, he's got to be on the ball more. They've got to get him closer. He's on the wing. He's coming in. He's playing a bit of X-Factor role. But I, I think this guy needs to be touching the ball two or three times a set. He is just unreal at the moment. He looks electrifying. He looks by far and away the most dangerous character for the Cronulla Sharks. And whilst he's made a home for himself out in the centers of the wings, I've seen him play halves before. He's a sensational little ball player. I'd love to see him getting closer to the ball. I think that... He's just wasting so much potential out there. Will Kennedy, once again, having a cracking season. He was unreal. Um, a moment that I want to mention, Andrew McCulloch made 60-odd tackles in this game, uh, had a charge down at the very end of the game. Not only did he charge the ball down off a Townsend field goal, I believe it was, but he regathered possession. Um, to do one of those, sensational effort. To do both, unbelievable. You do not see this happen very often. It's not like he'd come on fresh with 10 or 15 to go. He's a fresh body. He'd been on there from the first second. He'd made 60-odd tackles. He'd worked himself to a standstill, and he still came up with that play. It was massive, and it should have been the play that won the game for this team. 
Uh, very unfortunate that it didn't. Obviously, uh, Corey Norman and the other Dragons boys couldn't hit that field goal to put it over. A couple of good shots. Uh, didn't go over the black dot, though. So we went to extra time. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm kind of done talking about this game, to be honest with you. Fuck, it was hard to watch. Really didn't enjoy it. Um, I, I guess, mate, the, the, probably the most interesting thing to come out of this game was after the game. Uh, Corey Norman put up a thing on his Instagram that I reshared. I, I like players doing this, to be honest with you. I like players owning their performances, and I like players showing that they care. And um, that was exemplified through Jack Bird. We, we saw tears in the change room after that. And, um, you know, one of the Instagram pages, I, I forget who it was. I think it's called Everyone's an Athlete or something like that, put up a post just with some of the comments towards him. Just ridiculous. And I've seen a lot of the players get behind it. It's sensational. Um, you know, you, we, I, I get all these messages all the time when your team loses and players are out there high-fiving and smiling and giggling and laughing and that shits you. A bloke loses and has some tears in the change room and then all we want to do is bag him. I, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. We really need to change this culture. Uh, I've got so much time for Jack Bird. He's been through so much shit. He's come through so many injuries. He's finally back in first grade. He's finally playing good footy. And then to go down in a game like that, in a game that he wanted to win, what, did, did he play well? He wasn't great. He wasn't fantastic, Jack Bird. He made a number of mistakes in that game. But it shows that he cares. Same as Corey Norman. And these are two guys that I know they're really easy to bag, Corey Norman especially. But I love guys showing that they want to own the result and they care about their football team. That matters to me. Supercoach-wise, Will Kennedy with 100. Moylan, 69. Tolman, 65. Just keeps on giving Aiden Tolman. Connor Tracy with a 59. Uh, for the Dragons, top scorer was Kerr with 76. Blake Laurie, 68. Returned to the form that Natty and the weekly rubdown boys know and love. Fiego with two tries, 67. A guy I've been talking about for a long time, Jackson Ford. Guy I got in my draft team, scored 60 on the weekend. I think he'll be playing the lock role until Josh Maguire gets back. I wouldn't be shocked to see Ford hang on to it, though. I think this kid is has got so much ability, so much upside to him. I love Jackson Ford, a 60 there. Uh, we had Benny Hunt, 58. Jack Bird with a 39. I know a lot of people have brought in Bird, including myself, as a bit of a pot option. Hopefully, over the next few weeks with their good draw, we can see Jack Bird put some points on. Another guy that I didn't realize, but uh, a lot of people had gone him as a pod play. He was pretty cheap. I know the Whisperer went him. Uh, we had Ramsey, who moved to fullback. I think he was only 250K or something. A disappointing 24. Obviously, got HIA in that game, knocked out. So, very disappointing for those that brought him in. Uh, the Super Saturday, we kicked off with the goal. Gold Coast Titans and the Canterbury Bulldogs. Gold Coast winning this one, 30 points to 20. Uh, Canterbury, I mean, they're they're not a great footy side, but fuck, they're resilient. You've got to give it to them. They hung in this game. They hang in most contests. They're just not able to ice their moments. They're just not able to take advantage of opportunities they put in front of them. There was a moment in this game where... There was a try that Jake Avrilo threw to Dallin Wateni's Lesniak. Uh, and the man, the, there was a man about four metres in from where the play was that knocked one of the Titans over. And I feel like this was a real turning point. It was a play that the Canterbury Bulldogs really needed to get into this game. And that one was taken away from them. And I feel like it just deflated them a little bit. Even so, though, this team, they just hang in there. Um, AJ Brimson, I thought he was unreal. This is a guy I've said for a while. I think he has to be the 14 for Queensland. Becomes very interesting now when you consider that Harry Grant has got this ankle, in, uh, this hamstring injury though. Uh, so can you back him to go the full 80? Do you go Reed Marnie? Is Harry Grant in the team? Where does AJ Brimson fit? There's a, a few headaches for uh, the Queensland coaching staff and Paul Green to work out there, but 
as a Blues fan, if this kid isn't in the team, AJ Brimson, I'll be stoked. Uh, another guy, Brian Kelly, he was unreal. A line break, a line break assist, two try assists, uh, 90 post-contact metres. I've said for a long time that if this kid was at a Sydney team, he'd be an absolute superstar. We'd all absolutely love him. He's got so much ability, he's just kind of forgotten up there. I said at the end of last year, if Brad Fittler was to pick up the phone to this guy, he wouldn't let him down, and I stand by that. I have no doubt Brian Kelly would do a good job if given a shot in the Origin Arena. We've got so many fullbacks playing centres. We've got so many star centres, though, that it's probably unlikely. But this kid, he's a genuine superstar. I'm a huge fan of Brian Kelly. Uh, for the Bulldogs, I thought their best on ground was Dallin Matenis lesniak His kick returns are unreal. He is just so dangerous. He gets away so many offloads as well. He just creates a lot for them. And, of course, Luke Thompson, their front rower, scored a try, but he was just unreal all game. Such a good footballer. He's been such a good buy for this club. Supercoach-wise, uh, Fodawaka, 102. Philip Sami, 93. Uh, Kelly, 92. AJ with a big 90. And Tino scored a try as well. He was very Im- impressive in this outing for 86. People that held on to Tino got rewarded this week. Um, for the Bulldogs, Kotrick, 105. Thompson, 92. We mentioned him. He had a fantastic game. Wakeham, 65. DWZ, 65. And Shoop on debut with a 31. I really liked him. He had a really, uh, really strong game. He's a strong ball runner. Another guy I want to mention that I talked about a lot in the preseason that I've always been a huge fan of this kid. He's scoring very well supercoach-wise is Brandon Wakeham. He's coming under really tough circumstances. I've always said he's very raw, but he's got some ability, yeah, and I think you've been able to see that over the last few weeks. Uh, I don't think he's ready to handle a first-grade system right now, but not many guys are realistically. But this kid, he's got a lot to offer off to Brandon Wakeham. I'm a big fan of him. Keep an eye on him over the next few years. Uh, Super Saturday, the second game, we saw the Sydney Roosters, Brisbane Broncos, I've already spoken about this clash a little bit, probably dominated by Victor Radley um, and his antics getting sin bin twice, put on report four times. Uh, also highlighted by TPJ getting to our little mate Sammy Walker. Uh, Sam Walker was my captain in Supercoach this week, so it saw me drop about a 1,000 spots, really hurt. Uh, one of the things that really stung me this week. But the way that the Broncos were able to get at him was sensational. Obviously, it was a little bit easier at times because they had 12 players on the field for a, a long part of the game. Uh, but the way that they did get to him was sensational. They put TPJ one-on-one. And look, it's no, it's no insult to... Sam Walker, as I mentioned the other day, this is just the reality of first-grade football. This is the reality of rugby league. You have different shaped bodies on the field, and if you can get one-on-one with a smaller body. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You've got to do it, but it's a matter of actually getting there. And a lot of teams haven't really been able to do it to the Roosters because they don't get on the front foot. The Roosters are able to get up in their face and sort of hide Sammy Walker a little bit. But they had them on the back foot here. They got TPJ one-on-one, as I said. Um, So very impressive for them. But you've got to give Sammy Walker credit. I mean, he didn't hide away from TPJ. He didn't miss for a lack of effort. He just missed because of his size. You know, I looked up the other day. I think TPJ is 35 kilos heavier 
than Sam Walker. Um, just crazy. And then you think TPJ, like he's not just a front rower, he's an explosive athlete. So extremely hard to handle. Um, Sam Walker, he'll learn from that one. Uh, it probably won't be the last time it happens to him, let's be perfectly honest here. But he's a young fella, under 80 kilos, playing halfback. Uh, in a team that everyone wants to get up for and everyone wants to test themselves against. So good on to Vita Pango Jr., really solid game. Probably kept his head a little bit better than Victor Radley as well. Victor Radley obviously left the field. Uh, so good signs for Tavita Pango Jr. I've been critical of him in the past. Uh, but I thought that was the sort of game where he really could lose his head. He managed to keep it. Uh, one of my favorites, Victor Radley, wasn't able to keep his head. Uh, we spoke about that earlier in the week, though. Some other guys I thought were really impressive. Albert Kelly. I've been watching him in Queensland Cup the last few weeks, and... I don't know. It's been weird watching him. He's laying on tries. He's scoring tries. He doesn't look overly quick. It's like he's just, he's slow, but he's, the other guys around him are just slightly slower. Then he got into first grade the other night, and I thought he looked gassed really early, but he just kept showing. He just kept showing up. His kicking game was unreal. Some fantastic kicks there. Took on the line when he needed to. I thought he did really well. So excited to see him over the next few weeks. They had the Roosters this week. Uh, doesn't get any easier. They take on the Melbourne Storm next week. So a big test for Albert Kelly there. He's also going to have a changing halves partner again. Ty and Gamble. He's been suspended for one week, I believe. Uh, so you'll probably see Anthony Milford come in, so the keys will be handed to Albert Kelly. Uh, interesting to see what sort of a footballer he is now. Isako, again, uh, very impressed with him. He's had a great season so far. He's been doing really well. I thought the boys up front for Brisbane were really strong. Uh, Flegler, Haas, and Lodge, I thought they were sensational. Um, I, I think they've been doing well all year, to be honest with you. It's just their halves that just haven't been able to make the right decisions uh, off the back of the work they've been doing through the centre. So for them to get a win over that Roosters Back, uh, albeit with players sent off the field and whatnot, I thought that was really good for them. Uh, the young bloke that was on the was he on the right edge? Uh, Paliasio had a really strong game, played the full eighty minutes. I think he played one or two games last year. I haven't really seen much of him, but I thought he was really impressive the other night. Um, Suwali, another guy that obviously made his debut, Joseph Suwali. The lead up to it has been just beyond ridiculous. It was a really hard game for him to star in, I thought. They never really got to their shape, never really got to their structures. A few times they just threw him early ball, and without breaking a heap of tackles, I did think he looked dangerous. He didn't hide away from the game at all. He went after it. He went in and, and, and took some early hit-ups and whatnot, so uh, tick of approval for me for Joseph Suwali. I definitely think he's up to playing at this level. Um... It's funny, I was at footy on Sunday listening to some guys talk about him and they were like, oh, shit, he didn't do anything. He didn't, you know, he didn't make line breaks, didn't break tackles. It was just like, fuck, the the narrative you wrote up for him is just ridiculous. He had a really solid game. He was really good. He, he didn't blow the world away. He wasn't outstanding, but he did his job. He handled himself in defense and he went looking for the ball. Yeah, the highlights will come, but you just got to appreciate what this kid's doing at the age yet. He's 17 years old. Go down to the park and meet a bunch of 17-year-olds, yeah? And then see how many of them would go into first grade and hold their own, yeah? He's done extremely well, Suwali. Really looking forward to the future for him. Supercoach-wise in this game, James Tedesco a 97, Angus Crine 87, Daniel Tupu 64, Takiaho 51 with Radley out. Uh, big plus for Takiaho over the next few weeks. Suwali with a 33 on debut. Ikevalu, a lot of people have gone for him after Brett Morris has gone down with a 31. Radley... All things considered, a 21 was fantastic. Got Sinbin twice. Obviously, was off the, you know, lost 10 points every time that happened, but then was off the field for probably longer than what he should have been. Um, so to get 21, I thought that was a good knock by Radley, realistically. And the last one was my captain of the week, the Guru's super coach, captain of the week, Sammy Walker with a big 11. That went to 22 captain points. It's cost me a thousand spots on the ladder. It's really stung, but we'll talk about that later in the week. For the Broncos, Tavita Pangai Jr., 93. 
Paliasia, 81. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'll have to double-check that. Very impressive. Played 80 minutes out there on the edge. Scored a nice try as well. Albert Kelly with a 71. Jermaine Asako, 67. Matty Lodge, 63. Payne Haas, 57. Tyson Gamble, 22, including a Simbin. You won't be seeing him for a couple of weeks. Anyone that brought in Tyson Gamble a few weeks ago, I can actually understand why he did it. I was a huge fan of him. Hasn't quite gone to plan there. The last game on Saturday, we saw the Melbourne Storm knocking over the Raiders 34-10. The Raiders led 10-0. This team, I know they're missing Papali. I know they're missing Jack Wyden, but good God. Lead 10-0 and get done by 24 points. That is a real stinger. I mean, yes, Papali and Whiten are there, but look across the other side of the fence. I mean, the guys that they're missing, I think I spoke about it earlier today. I mean, you look at Harry Grant, Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, Ryan Pappenhausen. I mean, these guys, the four best players in probably, I don't know, 40% of the competition right now if you put them into any other team and they were missing them and they still did a number on them. So very, very disappointing. I mean, two young halves, Cooper Johns came in and played. Nico Hines, a reserve fullback, he's been unreal. He was unreal again the other night. Very disappointing for the Canberra Raiders. Just shows how good this Melbourne Storm system is. I spoke about it the other day. I, I just, I can't see this team not playing the Panthers in the grand final at the moment. These two... They are just so far in front of the rest of the teams. It is just ridiculous. Very impressive by the Melbourne Storm. Depth matters in rugby league. Depth matters more than ever right now. And I can't believe I'm saying this about the Canberra Raiders. They were the team that I was looking in the preseason going, their depth is the best team I've ever seen. They are unreal. Mate, the Melbourne Storm, the system, they just keep on producing. Unreal to see it. Supercoach-wise, uh, we had for the Melbourne Storm, Nico Hines, 138. Uh, obviously had a huge score last week. Backed it up this week. That was unreal. I was talking to a mate today who brought him in Supercoach a couple of weeks ago. I think he's made 400K since then or something like that. It is just unbelievable. So if he jumped on the Nico Hines train, which I did not, I didn't think it was going to play out this way. That's sensational. Brandon Smith, 106. Nelson Asafa solomona 89. Remus Smith, 62 scored a really good try there for owners like myself that have got him. Christian Welsh, I'm still an owner of him as well. 60 points, very solid. People that chased points from the other week and went Josh Adokar, he put up a 14 for you this week, which when he doesn't score tries, this is what you get from Josh Adokar. For the Canberra Raiders, oh, Jesus Christ, it's grim. Uh, only four relevant names I wrote down here. CHN with a 69. Um, Simonson, 47. Ryan James, 32. Tommy Starling with a 31. A Grim night for the Canberra Raiders. This is getting worse before it gets better, unfortunately. Sunday afternoon footy kicked off with the Penrith Panthers, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, I'll be up front and honest, this is a game that I haven't gone back and watched the entire thing. I watched the extended highlights, one of those ones on KO. Uh, but I think the scoreline sort of did the talking here. And I spoke about I spoke about this when I spoke about the Melbourne Storm earlier today. The Penrith Panthers, they just look so far above the rest of everyone. Finals will be their, their big test. They're just doggy paddling keeping their head above water until finals kicks off, realistically. Uh, they're going to have a number of guys picked for origin. For me, this sealed Jerome Luai as the New South Wales Blues 5'8". The Pappenhausen injury could see Cody Walker wear jersey 14. I think he can have huge impact there. But I think Jerome Luai, he has to be in the six with Nathan Cleary. The Radley injury, uh, the Radley suspension, sorry, that cements Isaiah Yo at 13 for me. I think you bring Jerome Luai, uh, you bring Isaiah Yo in. I mean, Api Curacao could even come into calculations now. Whilst, from what I gathered, he was outstanding yesterday. The combinations that they can bring into this camp 
wow, it could pay huge dividends for them. Uh, Supercoach-wise here, Cleary 190, another top 10 score. This gives him, I think, three top 10 scores of all time. I think the Whisperer posted on his page the other day, is he the Supercoach Godin? Fuck, he has to be getting close to it, doesn't he? I'm almost ready to declare it, to be honest with you. Matty Burton with 123, a guy that I decided to rest because I thought the Rabbitohs would put up a good fight. That one really hurt me. Brian To'o, 101. Capewell, 73. Isaiah Yo, 70. James Fisher-Harris, 52. Charlie Staines, if you're still running with Stainsy, 12 points there. Uh, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Cody Walker scored a try to scrape in 52. Latrell, 51. Colum and Tungy, 48. Gagai, 40. Damian Cook, 36 points, really struggling this year, Cookie. AJ Brimson, sorry, AJ Brimson. Uh, AJ out on the wing, Alex Johnson, 22. And Adam Reynolds with a disappointing 17 there. The last game of the week, Manly Seagulls over the Parramatta Eels, 28 to 6. Uh, six all after 15 minutes. I thought this game was really in the balance. And then uh, Tommy Turbo, he just clicked into gear. He was just unreal. Uh, we sort of spoke about this game earlier today as well, talking about the Parramatta Eels. I just I just can't trust them yet. I really can't. Um, I have no doubt they'll finish in the top four. I think they'll be really good during the regular season. I think they'll bounce back from this okay. But I just can't trust them in finals footy against these top sides yet. Uh, they've got a number of guys who are extremely talented, but they're not quite winners yet. And, geez, it's hard to become a winner when you don't have another one in your side to follow. I think if I said on the podcast earlier today, if you were to take anyone in this spine right now, outside of Brad Arthur, you know, obviously Mitch – sorry – Outside of Jacob Arthur, if you were to take Mitch Moses, Reid Mahoney, Clint Gutherson, take them down to Melbourne, they would be a completely different footballer in six months, and they'd probably be able to come back and lead this side to a premiership because they've got a team to do it right now. They've added Isaiah Papali'i, which has been fantastic. Junior Paulo's playing career-best footy. They just, they just can't ice the deal, yeah, and that's what I worry about at the back end of the season. Manly, we said in the preseason we had him as a top four tone. Uh, when Turbo's on the field, they are just unreal. Uh, when he just took over and exploded, a uh, bit of a bit of a shitty end to this game. Three sin bins in the last twenty minutes. Sort of put a sour note on this one. I was at the pub watching it. Very disappointed to see how this one played out. But uh, the headline for me, and I spoke about him today, was Josh Schuster. I love what he's doing. I love the way he's playing his footy. I've always said I think he's a five eight through and through. And unfortunately for Kieran Foran. I think it's going to be tough for him to get this jersey back, to be honest with you. Uh, Supercoach-wise in this game, Papali'i, 98. Clint Gutherson, 83. Junior Paulo, 62. Micah Sivo, 55. Reed Marnie with a 50. Ryan Madison, 47. And Blake Ferguson with a 35. Uh, for the... For the Manly Seagulls, Tom Travojevic start in this one, 159 supercoach points. The juggernaut rolls on. Ruben Garrick, 128. Josh Schuster, 77. Marty Tabau, 67. Sean Kepi, a guy that I'm loving more and more that I see him. He looks like a brilliant little footballer, 63. And Jason Saab, off the back of Tom Travojevic returning, he's starting to turn the corner, 39 points there. It's probably the lowest you'll see out of Saab, to be honest with you, moving forward with Turbo. I really like him now that Travojevic is back in this side. He's looking sensational. It's scary how quick this bloke is. Uh, Cracking week of footy, a couple of disappointing, a couple of low points. Looking forward to round 12. Origin's just around the corner. I think Origin will be fantastic for our game. Hopefully the referees wants to dominate it. Hopefully we get to see some brilliant footy. I think we need an injection in our game like State of Origin at the moment. We're all a bit flat at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of confusion going on, a lot of teething problems, but really looking forward to round 12. Origin just around the corner. Can't wait to see how it all plays out. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Whole Foods Market.